This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus' name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We are working, finally getting to the very end of chapter 26 of the book of Genesis. What's so fun about this is that we're a we spent a lot of time with Isaac and uh, Isaac's life. We're going to spend more time with him in the next few chapters, but we spent a lot of time getting to know Isaac and getting to know uh, his his sons a little bit. The rest of the time we'll be with Isaac will mo- mainly be with his sons, dealing with them. But we get to see uh, the life of Isaac. We get to see who he is. And uh, I guess the thing that would define his life the most is he was a digger of wells. He was one who who acted in faith and brought about the movement of the Holy Spirit because of his faithfulness and lots of opportunities. He walked in the same faith of his father, and he uh, received uh, many of the same blessings of his father. And we're going to see that. <clears throat> walking, in the, walking in the faith of uh, those who've come before you is a powerful thing. So many times people rely on the faith of those before them so that they can, so that they can, the blessings that their family members had in the past and things like that, or or they're trying to claim them, but the issue is they're not really walking. But that being said, if you do have a heritage of faith, you do have an anointing that is passed down, that's powerful to walk in, and it should be walked in. It should be continued on, uh, because uh, those are, that anointing and that power, you get to that anointing, and then you build upon it. And there ought to be a heritage or a generational view of things in such that you you walk in, in the heritage that you have. Now, if you're listening to me and you and you don't really have a heritage of faith, you got to remember, God likes, and you'll even see this with Isaac. Remember, he re-dug some wells, some old wells that Abraham had dug, but he also dug some new wells. And God is always in the work of digging new wells. He loves setting up new lines and new places, building new people and reaching new people. But don't feel like that's negative. In fact, feel like that's a great positive because you're the starting point of a heritage of faith that you're going to pass down to the generations that come after you. And if you consider it, what a great thing it is to have a heritage of faith and what a great thing it is to have the opportunity to be the starting point, be the initial seed of that faith in families. So the work of God is always wonderful. It is always new. It's always different. It's always powerful with each and every person, with each and every generation, and even with those who are new to the kingdom. And you find yourself in your walk and wherever you find yourself as far as your family in your walk, you need to understand that God is doing a wonderful work, a new work, a great work in your life, and you ought to be digging wells. You ought to be acting in faith and producing producing power of the Holy Spirit, producing the washing of the Holy Spirit, producing the fullness of the Holy Spirit in your life so that not only you can experience it, not only you can see it, but you can see it at work in the lives of others around you. 
It says, so we know that Isaac was uh, struggling. Sometimes he was arguing with other herdsmen. They were digging wells. They were, in fact, they moved on and got away from the Philistines and the king of, of the Philistines. And uh, as always, and I want you to hear me, as always, it may not happen instantaneously. And in many times for young people, it may take a while for you to find your place in the kingdom. It might take a little while for you to really settle in. And let me tell you, if you're having children and things like the likelihood that you're just going to be fully operational in the kingdom. And when I say operational, I'm talking about that you're going to be fully settled in to the exact place where God's going to have you for the rest of your life is very children bring about all kinds of different decisions. And as they get older, they're new decisions and you decide to do different things with your life in the process of raising your children. It's a natural part of doing that. It's not a, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. And so the likelihood that you're just right exactly where you're going to be in the kingdom when you're in your twenties and thirties and your children are growing up and on up into your early forties, the likelihood that you're just going to be right in the middle of exactly what God's going to be using you in full power and position and that you've got all those things that are going on, I would say that you're not. And not only would I say that you're not, I would say, uh, I would say that you're you, no need to even try to figure that out. No need to try to make that happen. You just continue to walk in faith. You just continue to be digging wells. And by the way, when you got when you have children and when you have young children and you're and you're struggling, and you, it is a struggle because raising children is not easy. It's not for the faint of heart, and it's difficult. And most of us don't do it very well. Thank God we have God's mercy and grace to to help us through it. But when you're when you're raising those children, you're digging wells there too because they're going to be wells of living water that flow up to eternal life and flow up to blessing and hope for those around them. Don't think that you're missing out on your your purpose or your meaning because those wells that you're digging are your future also. So digging wells and walking in faith and learning to be strong in your faith is important. When you do that long enough, and I want you to hear me because we're making that transition. When you do that long enough, eventually you are going to find your place where God has for you to 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 Use all the things that you've learned, have full access to all the water and the wells that you've dug, have full command of the blessings that he's given you, be able to use the gifts, you're functional and useful and a good craftsman, a wielder of those gifts with excellence, and you're eventually going to be in a position of being able to use those gifts and being able to do those things. Eventually, you're going. that's going to happen for you. And when that happens, you're going to start seeing the overflow of God's, God's purposes for you. You're going to start to see the overflow of God's using you, and he's going to use you in powerful ways. And and we reach a certain age, and we've dug enough wells, and we walked enough along our path to where it becomes evident that God's actually using us and God's, God takes our lives and makes it. And you begin to see yourself feeding into uh, those around you and feeding your, into those around you in a very powerful way. When that happens, it'll be, begin to be recognized. And I want that to happen for you. I don't, I'm not going to say that it's happening next week. I want you to continue to dig, continue to work, continue to walk by faith so that the time comes where it does happen for you. 
It's not going to happen immediately. I want you to hear me today. So many young believers want to see God. I, I want to I want to be right in the middle of God's will and have God's best and have all the culmination of the fruitfulness of God right now. I'm going to tell you, that's not how it works. And it's not ever going to be how it works. It's never been how it works. And oftentimes, people want to enter into their full purpose and their all and their uh, full reason for existing too early. The Bible says that 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 when we bear our fruit, we bear our fruit in season, which means at the right time, at the proper time. And so the bearing of our fruit coming out in its fullness has to happen at the right time for you also. And so it says here, verse 26, when Isaac reached that time, then Abimelech came to him from Gerar. Notice they, they quarreled and he left Gerar because of that. But Abimelech, the king of the Philistines, realized, you know what? Abraham walked in power and strength and uh, had a purpose and a meaning for his life. And uh, now I'm seeing that Isaac has the same thing. And he says, then Abimelech came to him from Gerar with Ahuzah, one of his friends, one of, one of Abraham's friends, one of Isaac's friends, and the commander of his army. And Isaac said to them, why have you come to me since you hate me? And have sent me away from you. What he, what Isaac say? Isaac's a little bit. You can't tell. He's a little bit miffed about the situation. I think that's that's hilarious that he's miffed about the situation. But uh, he he definitely is a little bit upset about them coming to him after uh, they kind of downgraded him and things like that. Let me say this. If you're going to experience setbacks, and when I say setbacks, you're going to experience negative things from people who are actually probably people. I feel like that Abimelech, if you kind of study him and his dealings with Abraham and what he says and his talking about God, I have a deep abiding feeling that Abimelech was a believer in Abraham's God. He was a believer in in, in God. He was a person who recognized walks of faith, and he is coming to him because he sees that walk in, in Isaac that he saw in Abraham. And to have spiritual eyes means you have to have a spirit. And to have a spirit means you have to have a relationship with God. And I feel like he did. Now, Isaac felt like he was mistreated and that he wasn't respected the way he should have been respected and that he wasn't used the way he should have been used and that they shouldn't have acted the way they acted toward him because his father. But let me say this. You, that's the whole point. You can walk in the anointing of your parents, but you got to walk in it. And uh, that doesn't just happen because you, they're your parents. That happens because you carry on that anointing. You can't just say, I have the anointing of my parents, my grandparents, my great-grandparents, and not walk in it, not dig your own wells, not do what God's taught, called you to do. You, if, you, if you have an anointing that's been passed down, you got to actually use it, and you got to actually employ it, and you got to actually master it yourself, master that anointing, master walking in your giftedness, master seeing the Spirit move around you, master using for the purpose of building the kingdom of God, master being being sensitive to the Holy Spirit's leading and guiding. You can't just... You can't just wake up and say, I've got the anointing that was passed down to me from my father and not walk in it. You got to walk in it and you got to dig wells in it yourself. And and just because people don't treat you the same and just because you don't have that that same stature and power that your parents did doesn't mean that doesn't mean that people are mistreating you. And and let me say this. There are going to be people in ministry and in churches who do wrong and mistreat you and and. You know what? That that is part of life. It's gonna happen. 
And by the way, they get to make mistakes. They get to do stuff that out of ignorance. And and I think back on a lot of the things that's happened to me in ministry, I'm going to attribute about half to my ignorance and my immaturity and my inability to see what was going on and what the Spirit was doing. And I'm going to attribute the other half to them, to them. And so I'm not going to act like I was some saint. I've been, I've been some martyr walking through life and I've been attacked by the church or church people or Christians or pastors or people like that. Not going to do that. I'm going to realize that that was partly, I had a part to play in that really. Best way for me to say it to you is I had a part to play in it. I didn't have the wisdom. I didn't have the understanding. I didn't have the ability to walk in my anointing the way I should. I didn't, I hadn't dug enough wells to really know what it was like. And I, I just acted probably not correctly in the situation. Didn't act with wisdom and love and power and strength. And uh, it's not wrong to say that I was young and I'm still relatively young. That's going to happen. That probably is going to happen. And you're going to do things that probably ain't right, or you're going to not do it well. You're going to do it poorly. You're going to walk in your anointing a little bit, but you're not going to not walk in it fully. That just happens in life. And, and then the people who reacted to it, maybe they didn't react to it properly. Maybe they didn't deal with it properly. Maybe they weren't, maybe they weren't really actively trying to figure out what God's purpose was for their life. Or maybe they were being selfish. Or maybe they were protecting something that they thought needed to be protected, but wasn't something that was protected. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. They just, they were doing it and they didn't really know what they were doing. And, and so just because that happens doesn't mean that you need to cast them out because as you get older and more mature, you realize as you're able to use the gifts and the position and the place where God's placed us and put us, when you get to that place, you realize that they were probably a little bit wrong and I was probably a little bit wrong. And I don't need to cast them out as if I have nothing to do with them. That's not easy. I'm going to tell you, especially for me, I like to cut people off. And I've done that a lot in my life. And I've learned that that's not a good thing. Just, I don't, you don't need that. You don't have to cut people off in order to protect you. Let God protect you. And you just keep doing what God told you to do. It says they came to him and Isaac was a little bit upset. He said, why have you come to me since you hate me? And you've sent me away from you. Why? We fought. We argued. I got away from y'all. Why have you, why are you coming to me now? But they said, we've certainly seen that the Lord is with you. Notice Abimelech saying, I, I was a little bit wrong about you, Isaac. I've seen that God's with you. I see a little bit of your daddy in you. I see a little bit of what you, what, what God's been doing in your family's life. I see it, I see it taking place in you. So we said, they, they said, we see that God's moving in you. So we said, let there now be an oath between us between you and us and let us make a covenant with you. He's saying, I want to have the same relationship with you I had with your father because you're a man who digs wells. You're a man who who makes a difference in the world you live in. You're a man of wisdom and stature and strength and power, exactly like your father. But that didn't happen because his dad was his dad. That happened because his dad was his dad and he dug wells like his father did. He walked in the path that his father had already walked in. He did the same things. 
It didn't just happen because he was his father's son. It, it happened because he continued to be his father's son in everything he did and everything he said. And so he says, and let us make a covenant with you that you will do us no harm since we have not touched you. Notice, we may have told you to, why don't we get separate from each other, but we didn't do you any harm. We didn't, we didn't hurt you. We didn't attack you. We didn't do anything to you. He says, we not, we've not done anything to you. We just had to get some separation because we were having some conflict. He says, since we have not touched you and since we have done nothing to you, but good and have sent you away in peace, you are now the blessed of the Lord. They're recognizing that he is walking in the blessings of God. And isn't that what you ultimately want to end up being? Isn't that where we ultimately want to be? And if and if finally other people recognize it and see it in their lives, we don't want to we don't want to cast them away <laughs> just because in the past we hadn't quite gotten along. That would just be well that would just be foolish, wouldn't it? I think it would be. And and they're saying the same thing. They're saying let's not let's not be totally adverse to each other. Let's not have a schism between us. Let's figure it out and uh, let's have a covenant between each other because you're the blessed of God and we uh, we recognize that. Well, isn't that a powerful place to be? I think so. And uh, I think that's something that you want to strive toward. So many times we want to prove people wrong. The way you prove people wrong is walking by faith. And that's what Isaac's done. And that's what Abimelech's recognized. And we're finding a great place of unity, a great place of unification that's going on right here in these uh, verses. He says, so he, meaning Isaac, made a, made them a feast. Isaac made them a feast. Isaac recognized, you know what? Y'all are right, and uh, we do need to have a covenant. So he made them a feast, and they ate and drank. That's a picture of fellowship. By the way, meals eaten together is always a picture of fellowship. It's a picture of God's fellowship in that he has provided for us that which is the very best and nourished us with it in his son. And he says they ate and they drank. Then they arose early in the morning. That's a picture of the resurrection. That's a picture of resurrection power. They wore, they arose in the midst of the resurrection, in the midst of resurrection power in the morning. And they swore an oath with one another, meaning they made a covenant. And a covenant made in resurrection power is a powerful covenant. And that's exactly what they did. They swore an oath with one another. And it says, and Isaac sent them away and they departed from him in peace. They departed from him in peace. That is a, that's a, that's, that's a neat way to end that story and end that struggle because he's reached his full level of maturity. Then verse 32 says this, and it came to pass in that day, in the same day, that Isaac's servant came and told him about the well, which they had dug and said to him, we found water. And notice they found water again. Wow, what a powerful, what a powerful. When you do right and walk right, and when you make those covenants, God digs even more wells. And notice Isaac's not the one digging it. His servants are digging it. His work is continuing on, even though he's not right there in the midst of it. And he said, we found water. So he called it Sheba. And therefore the name of the city is Beersheba to this day. And by the way, that's an important town in the future of Israel also. And the place where they dug that well is called Beersheba. And it is a place, it, my mind, it is the, a place where it's called the well of the oath or the oath there. And that's a powerful work. And it's a finish to the story that that wells get dug even when you're not digging them once you've figured out how to walk in that full power. I'm going to expect that for you. 
Remember, I'm not going to expect it for you today, necessarily. I'm going to expect that you be walking in faith and doing those works of faith and digging those wells of faith. And then one day, you're going to find your full anointing and your full power, and you're going to find it in the best place too, by the way. It's not just you find it. It's that you find it in the best place. You find it in the in the perfect spot for you, and it, it culminates in the in the fullness of what God made you for. And that's going to happen for you, but you got to keep walking that path. God orders the steps of the righteous, and he's made the path straight for them. And I pray that'll be the case for you in full expectation. That's always been God's will for you. And may you have it completely. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.